Hey everyone, this is Jamie with Madlit Musings, and today I'm really excited because I have an author that may be new to some of you and may not be new to some of you, but she's um, quite a prolific author. Her name is Candace West, and I'm really glad to have you here, Candace. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So first and foremost, I'm just going to call it out there and put it out there for everybody to know. I'm from Wisconsin, and our accents sound very different. So yes. tell us a little bit about you and where you're from and and a little bit about your books. I am from Arkansas, the deep south. I'm actually in the southeast corner of Arkansas. So I'm as pretty much as southern as you can get. And uh, I write historical Christian fiction. And it is usually set in Arkansas and in the Ozarks, particularly, because that's my favorite region of my home state. And so um, I write... Uh, early like early 20th century and also I have a civil war era book awesome so how many books have you written I'm trying to remember I've written four novels and then I have some uh short stories in a novella in a uh, anthology collection that I write with the mosaic collection that's right okay that's awesome I love it um so what do you like I mean civil war history the Ozarks historical romance I love that area and that um, time period. So what what drew you to writing about that outside of living in the Ozarks yourself? Well, um, I actually live in the southeast corner of my state, which is the Delta. And so it's flat. Mm. But my grandparents are from the Ozarks. And so we would take trips up there. And what inspired me to write stories was not only just the area because it's so beautiful, but I have a lot of family history there. And the stories that my grandparents told me about how they grew up and how their parents grew up in the Ozarks and the times that they lived in, it inspired me to just my imagination to write stories set during those times. I think it's cool because I was, you know, again, I'm from Wisconsin. So up here, everything south of us that has mountainous regions just kind of blend together. So Mm -hmm. honestly, and this, I shouldn't even admit this out loud, but before you and I got to chatting a lot lately, I always thought that the Appalachian mountain region and the Ozarks were kind of one and the same, which doesn't say a lot for my geography okay. skills, <laughs> but they're okay. not, they're not. So for anybody out there who thinks they're the same, they are not. However, do the Ozarks have, like the Appalachian mountain area is all known for a lot of culture. Mm-hmm. Um, are the Ozarks similar to that? Or how would you describe kind of like their history? Yes, uh, I would I, I would say the cultures, and I'm not an expert by any means in Appalachian culture, but I would say they're a lot similar, even though the regions are totally different. But uh, the values, uh, a lot of the same work ethics, just there's there's a lot of similarities to me yeah, anyway yeah. You know, between the two as far yeah, as the culture, you know, totally different. Down. Yeah, totally different histories and things, but uh-huh. but the actual, you know, the way that people talked, especially back in the olden times, okay. are a lot similar. Okay, that's awesome. And the Ozarks, then, if I now I, I think I've got it now, they're Arkansas, Missouri. Yes, Arkansas, Missouri. Right. A little, a little bit into Oklahoma. I didn't okay. know that for a long time. Just a little bit into Oklahoma, okay. but but Arkansas and Missouri, uh, mostly. Yes, mostly. So. Okay. All right, that's cool. 
Now you like, then within and then within Arkansas, there are actually you have the Ozarks, then the Washita Mountains, and the Boston Mountains. So you've got like little regions. Yeah, it's oh in between and with the Ozarks. So now the Boston Mountains that'll throw you if because right. I think Boston, Massachusetts, which is quite right. northeast of where you're at. So yes, <laughs> I'm and interested. I don't know. And I don't know why it's called that. So. I was going to ask. Yeah. Was, now, now we have to go through another history lesson and find mm -hmm. out why it's called Boston <laughs> yes. Mountains. Interesting. That's kind of cool. I also learned, because um, you and I were, have been doing some different things with, with social media and stuff together. And I learned that um, Daniel Boone, who's known for being in Kentucky, mm -hmm. actually moved to the Ozarks after his fame and, and such in Kentucky, mm -hmm. which I was like, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that either. So. It really is. That, that is a neat thing. And there's a place in Missouri. I don't know the name of the place, but you could actually go visit his home there. And the really? Farm. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's so awesome. I would love to, I would love to see it. I've never been there, but you can actually visit it. That would be cool. We should see if we can rent it out and do a writer reader retreat there. No, no. Oh, that would be nice. Wouldn't that be cool? I've always mm -hmm. wanted to do that. Get a, get a nice historical spot and then just hunker down in for a weekend and, and read or write or whatever. So <laughs> There are plenty of places in the Ozarks to do that. So you can come yeah. on anytime. All right. As a date, I want to come down there again. I was down in um, Eureka Springs right after I graduated high school and absolutely fell in love with that area. Now, I know Eureka Springs is more touristy from what I've been told, mm -hmm. but they had a really cool history. It is. And, it, and it's beautiful. And it does. You don't have to travel far to get out from the, the center of that, you know, the town and okay. to get out into mm -hmm. it. So it, it's it still has that that really good Ozark feel about it. So yeah, love it, love it. Now the fiction that you write is known as you you do describe it as Christian fiction. Mm -hmm. Um and so tell me a little bit about why you write Christian fiction because I, I find it interesting when I talk to Christian writers, they all have a very specific reason why they like to incorporate faith. So I just kind of want to hear what your reason is and a little bit of your heart behind your stories. Well Mine is that uh, Jeanette Oak was the very first Christian fiction author that I read as a young teenager. So I fell in love with her books. Mm -hmm. And when I was 12, when I decided I wanted to write, I would read her stories and then try to mimic her style and then other authors that I liked. And and, and just, I like the faith element because I've grown up being a pastor's daughter and okay. I want to be a witness to people mm -hmm. and my reach is very small. You know, I live in a very small community. And so for me, writing stories, which are fun, and then add that redemption element to it. Uh, I just want to be basically a light just to reach someone out there and even other Christians who may be going through something, yeah. something that will help just encourage and uplift people. Yeah, no kidding. When you write your stories, do you have kind of a specific theme in mind when you come up with stories or are you just kind of just incorporating faith in general? Well, usually when I first started my first novel, Lane Steen, it was more in general. But as I wrote that book, it became more a specific theme. And from that series, because there's three books in that series, the main the main theme in that is like forgiveness and reconciliation, mm -hmm. especially within a family. And so um, that that was the main heart behind those books, reconciliation within a family between people, you know. Um, and so I wanted yeah. people to know that God can heal any yeah. any wound, any wound that we have. Yeah. Well, and that's that's 
a topic that I think a lot of readers would relate to because it seems like there's so much family dysfunction, unfortunately, mm -hmm. in, the, in the world today and, and areas yeah. for family reconciliation. Why did you kind of steer in that? What's the story a little bit about that took you in that direction? The uh, Lane Sting was inspired by my granny who her mother went through a very traumatic childhood and so okay. the first so it was inspired by her it's not by any means based on her life but the things that she went through inspired that story and so it was just for her for lane it was a for lane her character it was a time for her to learn about god's love for her because she felt like she was worth nothing Mm -hmm. And then how, when she discovered that, then how could she find forgiveness toward her father who she considered worthless? So oh. it's, and so, and it's how her father also discovers that God has a plan for him as well. So. Oh, wow. So. That sounds, that sounds deep. Um, you said that you kind of based it off your grandmother's life. Um, obviously it's still fictional, but did your family, when you published the books, did they notice similarities in, in, in pulling from family history? And were they, were they, yes, did they like that? Did. Or <laughs> Yes. My mom and dad did. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. my, by the time I published the first book, my, my two grandparents had already passed away. Okay. And okay. so the ones that really inspired me to write and anyway, mm -hmm. but yeah, they did, you know, you notice little things in there that are hidden, you mm -hmm. know, and mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. Things like in, insider information. Yeah. Right. Right. I have um, one, one book and I'm trying to remember, I think it's um, echoes among the stones. There's a grandmother character in the book and she has a couple of phrases that she says that mm -hmm. when the family read it, they're like, oh, that's grandma Lola. You know, yeah. they just knew right away. It was her voice that I was kind of infusing, even though nobody mm -hmm. else would have recognized it. <laughs> That's exactly like in the first book, I have a phrase that my great grandmother used. It was root hog or die. And so that's, uh, that's what her father told her when he abandoned her. And so, so oh. I put that in the book. And so, yeah, so same kind of thing there. Root hog root or, hog die? or die. Yes. Now, where does that come from? That is an old Arkansas expression. And basically what it, see, my great grandmother, when her father abandoned her when she was 12, left her with an uncle, and she asked him, what am I going to do? And he said, root hog or die. Basically, that means you do whatever you have to do to scrape and survive, or you don't. And that, that's wow. what it means. It's kind of a cold expression. So, Yeah, and she was left at 12 years old. At 12 years old. And so she always told my granny, which was her daughter and her mm -hmm. other children, I've been rooting hog ever since. So oh, she sounds like a plucky lady. She was. I never knew her, but in my mind, she is so alive to me because I've heard so many stories about her. Yeah. So yeah, she was. She was a very yeah. strong lady. Did her mom? I'm sorry if I'm asking too many personal questions, but it's intriguing family history. Did her mom? Was she not in the picture at the time that her dad left her? Her mother. Her mother died. Uh, we don't. Oh, okay. We don't even know where she is buried. We have looked and mm. tried to trace, but. And tried to look through records but when she was a baby her mother died and so her okay. father remarried when she was around five and the stepmother was very abusive to her mm. and so from those dynamics then her father finally just dropped her off with an uncle and told her to root hog or die so wow yeah. mm -hmm. wow and and so is that the story then that you based lane steen your novel lane steen off of just very loosely the inspiration okay. because lane is a, a a story of a girl who discovers 
when she's 16 that her father actually kidnapped her from her mother. It is her biological father, but she didn't realize that she had a, mo a living mother and a okay. sister. And I won't give very many spoilers to that yeah. in a totally different place. And so it's her okay. journey of finding her family. Yeah. Wow. Oh gosh. This is so cool. This sounds so exciting. Um, I just love family history too mm -hmm. and fam family legacy. Um, and it sounds like you and your family have found a lot of value in family legacy. How do you think family legacy and faith impacts generations that are yet to come, like your own children and your grandchildren? Oh, wow. There's I, a deep I question can, for you. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I consider our, fam our family legacy, and this comes from both sides, my mom's side and my dad's side, mm -hmm. rich in faith, because I can see where when I look back and the stories from my dad's side and from my mother's side and how that their parents found the Lord and their grandparents found the Lord and how they passed that faith and taught their children and the decisions that they made based on their faith, how it has affected each generation in different ways. Like on my dad's side of the family, because his great, his grandfather was saved after okay. he was a young man. And yeah. then in turn, my grandfather got saved and then my dad was saved and called to preach when he was young mm -hmm. and so out of that family have come a lot of grandchildren and cousins that are in the ministry today there are missionaries in our family just the things that just decisions that people have made and how it has it's like a ripple effect yeah. that is so I think that that is probably to me the best legacy is just you know people living their Christian life living it living the life and then right sharing that with their children. Right. You said the ripple effect and that reminded me of a time um, when I was a kid. And it's one of those vivid memories, you know, where you, you remember where you were at the, you know, and what it smelled like. And it was a warm summer day and my mom had taken us down to our pond. We had a pond on our property and she would mow the trails around the pond. And so I, that's why we were down there and I was messing around with frogs because that's what I did um, mm -hmm. at the pond. And she came down for a break and she said, watch this. And she reached down and she picked up a stone and she threw it in the water. And she said, what do you see? And I said, well, you know, ripples, you know, and they keep mm -hmm. spreading. And she says, that's like your life. Mm -hmm. She said, your life and your faith is like that stone plopping in the water. And those ripples go out and affect all these things around them that that stone never actually touches. And so that was the first time she had really drawn that um, line for me to ancestral legacy mm -hmm. and how important, you know, faith is to my great grandchildren. You know, mm -hmm. how I live my life is going to affect my great grandchildren. Right. Right. That's so true. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I know it's one of those, those moments where you're like, Whoa, that was more profound. And I had no idea how profound it was at the mm -hmm. time, but it stuck right. in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I love the legacy in your books. I love the concepts of just the Ozarks and everything that you, you wrap up into your stories. Um, where can readers who maybe haven't been introduced to you before um, find your books and find out more about the stories that you write? Because they're really good. Thank you. Um, you can find them on my website, which is CandiceWestStoryTeller.com. And also my books are on Amazon and they're also on Kindle Unlimited. 
And okay. uh, I have the Valley Creek Redemption series, which is three books. And then the Windy Hollow series, which I've just started, has one book in it. But and, and then I also write with the Mosaic Collection. You can go. Um, it's a group of we're a group of authors and we're all independently published, but we all are under one brand and we promote one another's work. And if you go to like, they have a Facebook readers group page and it's the Mosaic Collection Readers okay. Group. And you can learn about all the authors there and I'm one of them. And it's just, a, it's a good place to learn and find good, good read, good reads. Yeah. yeah, there's so many great reads out there. And that's why I love having authors on here so we can and find out of the treasures that are out there that we may not know about. So this right. is great. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been fast, but a blast. And it's been great having you here. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. It's been good questions. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> now, we, now we go build more family legacy. How about that? Yes, yes. So, sounds good.